It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. we got a couple of more weeks of the uh, Slick Track Series on Tuesday nights. Uh, then they're going to take the uh, December holiday break, and then we come back and uh, we'll wrap up the season in January. So if you want to get over there and you want to enjoy some great racing, get over to Joe's Karting every Tuesday night and uh, get your excitement level up. Get that heart pumping. It's a lot of fun to get over there and watch that racing. And a big thanks to Joe's Karting and uh, Council Bluffs for uh, continuing to support the show. Well, unfortunately, Dirk uh, has been hit by this nasty bug that is going around. I think he said that uh, it's probably the worst uh, bug he's had in a long time. And uh, with, uh, with his, his, uh, his uh, uh, kidneys and, and uh, his progressive age, I didn't want him to push it a little bit. <laughs> I'm just giving him a hard time now. He said this is probably the most miserable he's been in a long time. So I said, just stay home. We'll handle everything. And thanks to Anthony Ainsley for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, it kind of worked out great. I needed a bit of a co-host, and uh, you need to talk about the turkey chase that's coming up this weekend. Or just racing in general. I yeah. mean, this you know, this slump is killing me. I mean, it's nevertheless, it's been uh, a busy November for me, and it'll definitely be uh, busier once we get the uh, the indoor season going. And then before you know it, swap meet and award banquet season will be here. And before you know it, everyone's in a big rush to uh, – not only get to the watch party that'll be in February, but then also uh, do about three months worth of work in about a month and a half. <laughs> month and a half. You're giving them credit. A couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, spring gnats will be here before yep. you know it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, we have to start the news with some really uh, bad information that we got over the weekend. Uh, Saturday night uh, at the awards banquet at uh, Junction Motor Speedway, uh, Delmer Friesen announced that he was going to be retiring from the uh, from uh, promoting the racetrack, and uh, effective, uh, well, uh, essentially as we know now, looks like there's not a 2024 season. First off, Anthony, were you at the banquet this year? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I was not. But uh, I know a lot of great folks were out there. I know a lot of drivers that I've seen across the uh, a lot of other racetracks across the area. They were there, and of course, and uh, the junction, you know, holds a and holds a very near and dear place to my heart. That was the first racetrack I ever announced at. I mean, back when I was just a freshman in high school, uh, Delmer took a chance on me and uh, had me call the Sport Compacts to start off with and work my way up. And uh, sure enough, I, I actually called my first Malvern Bank Super Late Model race there at McCool Junction. And then wow. and very next night, I offered to come with the tour on Lexington. I've been with, uh, with Joe and the tour ever since then. And yeah, I mean, I've gotten to see a lot of great uh, talents come through there. I mean, I got to watch Brian Clawson win with the Power Eye Midgets uh, back when they had the Cornhusker Midget Challenge. I got to watch him uh, with the USAC Sprint Cars. I mean, I got to watch, uh, I believe, I think I got to watch the uh, the Sprint Car track record be broken twice out there. I was there with the uh, with the National Sprint Tour. was there in, t in uh, I think, 2004, I think. It, no, it was, 2000, it was 2006. I was there when, uh, yeah, when Jason Sowald broke the track record, and then I was uh, there when Brooke Tattnall won the first time the, the World of Outlaws were there. I was there when Donnie Schatz won out there. Kerry Matson also won out there as well. And then 
I want. I was also there during the uh, domination uh, of Kelly Bowen back when back when they had the uh, King of the Hill late model shootout. Uh, Bowen just he knew McCool like the back of his hand. I mean, there was just no stopping that 07. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of going off of reports of, of what we heard at the banquet, but uh, I did uh, get to talk, talk to the track just a little bit, and I, I wanted to get Delmer on the show to talk about it because I, I, from what I had a communication with somebody at the racetrack. And, and what people have expressed to me, uh, this was a very, very tough decision for him. But it, it yeah. feels like it came down to uh, uh, health was yeah, the most I mean, important thing. I mean, I mean, that was the reason 2022 didn't happen for, for JMS. I mean, uh, Delmar was uh, uh, battling cancer at the time, and, uh, and thus the, uh, the Speedway um, <clears throat> didn't quite have the resources to uh, have a 2022 campaign. But um, well, thankfully I, I, they were back this year. But... I believe he yeah, also uh, didn't he get pin, like uh, uh, tackled by a bull or attacked something by something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the story, but I remember him getting pinned and uh, it was life threatening. His injuries and, and on top of that, dealing with cancer and I mean, it ain't easy running these racetracks. No, so you I mean, run yourself ragged. Definitely, and I mean, as uh, great of a facility as Junction has been over the years, I mean, you'll you'll never find. I always brag they've got some of the cleanest bathrooms of any racetrack you'll find. <laughs> they've got a, a great indoor gift shop that they've had for a number of years. The sidewalk cafe was always great. I always loved the cream cheese pretzels <laughs> that they had there. Those were. Probably my favorite alongside maybe a, a, a Fairberry brand hot dog on, on race night. But, um, yeah, I mean. This is another one of those examples where I just kept saying, I'll go next week. I'll go next time. And you never know when, never if there's it. never, you never know if there's going to be a next week. Yeah. That's and there's not for me. All of a sudden, the uh, it was announced Saturday night yeah. that there's no plans for a 2024 season. As we know of right now, the facility has been for sale for about a year. Uh, they, there's been a sign out front, and they have been trying to find somebody to to buy the facility and run it. But uh, there's just unfortunately not a lot of people that are interested in getting involved in this business right now. It's it's a little bit it's tough. I know space is at a premium right now, and uh, prices for land are just going going through the roofs. So, I mean, so many other there are plenty of other racetracks around the country that are uh, uh, having develop land development being around. I mean, yeah. that's why uh, Rockford Speedway in Illinois. I mean, that's a track that's been in that small town just outside of Chicago for about 75 or 76 years. This year was their swan song because, you know, there's a bunch of land development and the, the land around it is uh, worth quite a bit. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, uh, the thing was with, with Rockford, they had time to let the fans know that, you know, this was going to be the last ride. And, I mean, it kind of the same way with I-80. I know land is uh, very valuable there, and, and I-80 took it upon themselves to give their fans uh, a bit of heads up. Like, yeah, this is going to be the, the last season, and yeah. Um, yeah, and, and not like every with, track has that luxury. Like with Sunset, we had one last chance. Uh, you guys did. I, I wasn't involved in the sport at that time, but they had one last chance to to really take it in and enjoy it. And and if there had been a 2024 season, you better damn well believe I get over there one or two times because I, I wanted to go experience that. Not, to, not to mention, Junction has been a gr big supporter with the Malvern Bank Series. I mean, yeah. outside of uh, I-80 and Corning, usually Junction is about the only other track that had more than one race with the Malvern Bank Series. We had a pair of them 
this year. We had a couple of fun races out there, and a couple of them had some championship implications. So Junction can always throw a curveball out there. Of course, they had the uh, Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Car Series. I, I mentioned that because uh, the, the group that actually helped build that racetrack, Mid-Nebraska Land Developers, you know, is uh, big in sprint car racing because they've sponsored Ryan Roberts for a number of years. I think they still do uh, to this day. And... Um, you know they've been crucial to even to the very existence of that racetrack. So, yeah. and this is going to affect a, a number of uh, great drivers. I know a lot of good fans that I've gotten to meet over there at McCool Junction, and a lot of great racing action that I've gotten to see over the past few years. I've gotten the the uh, pleasure of being able to see uh, several comments come through the page, saying you know just tremendous thank you to to the Friesen family and to Delmer for everything he's done. That JMS meant so much to people and. And, that, and that's important to keep. And, and you know, we were kind of talking about we wish, we wish, we wish. And um, yeah. when it comes to health, there's there's, there's some nothing. things are just out yeah. of out of your out of if, your if, control. If Delmer feels like it is important for his health that he step away, you got to respect that. Definitely. I mean, he's been he's been uh, been working tirelessly on the uh, track, keeping it ready and go for going for the drivers uh, every time. And, and of course, it's not just uh, you know some of the you know, with uh, with some of the rules that uh, that IMCA has in terms of of schedule building, some racetracks, depending on their availability, you know, they might have a race maybe once or twice a month. And you know, I mean, I know a couple of racetracks out in Western Nebraska and I think over to Colorado, uh, where resources are a little bit slimmer, uh, they don't race every weekend, but uh, they try to do as much as they can so they can. Uh, you know, be an IMCA-sanctioned track. And, yeah. But, yeah, they, they uh, swap weeks and stuff. But to do that every single week, you know, just back to back to back all the way through uh, about the week or so before Labor Day, before Super Nationals, that, that is a tall order for, yeah. for any racetrack. But yet I know a lot of, a lot of tracks seem make it look effortless. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but regardless, uh, big, or, uh, big or small, no matter how big the racetrack is, no matter how many cars come through, uh, it's a tall order no matter uh, who is uh, at the helm of that speedway. Yeah, I think you put it really well. It, they make it seem so easy. Yeah, you know, we've had the the unique pleasure of being able to watch the Kaziski family and yeah, and I eighty and I've then, got to watch the Hayden family. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, they they run a tight ship over there yeah. at uh, at Eagle. Man, it ain't easy. It's, no, I watch. I mean, what Roger goes through, he basically lives at that racetrack. I mean, I mean, just imagine how the guys at Boone do it. Yeah, I mean, they it, it's crazy. It, have about over a hundred cars every night and. Um, and, and just a number of the three or four of those classes have B mains every night. So yeah. that, that's a lot of people to take care of. So hopefully uh, somebody steps up and, and can can purchase Junction Motor Speedway and, and that track can continue for 2024. Uh, I, this is maybe it's just me kind of being an old cranky guy that, that just recently turned that's turned 41 this year. But uh I've seen people say, don't worry, Tony Stewart's going to come in and buy the track. Oh, you <laughs> then, and, I mean, he's – well, I mean, I don't know how much money he got from that high-limit deal, but um, I was going to say I'm not sure how much interest he would have I, uh, with with the racetrack in, in the location that it's in. I know he'd probably be a little bit more involved with stuff like over in his neck of the woods yeah. around Indiana and Ohio. I mean, Tony, Tony Stewart's a – he's a Hoosier at heart, you know. He's originally from – from from Rushville in Indiana and always had his roots around uh, around there, so yeah. it would be a little bit tougher. I mean, it, I mean, it's great that people are, are you know kind of I hate to put it this way of grasping for straws, but that's essentially a little what hope it comes is to. A little hope is better than having none yeah, at all. It's uh, if Tony Stewart's not interested in in, in maybe, this is a completely jerk things to say, but 
If he's not yeah. interested in, in purchasing I-80 Speedway, which was an established staple in Nebraska, that's not taken away from Junction or anything, but oh, I think the real estate is the biggest issue. But but also, it's just like what you hit on. He, he The things that he is doing recent, that he sold his – the well, I, I guess I, I don't believe the correct term is sold. I believe he gave the All-Star Series – the all-star circuit of champions to, uh, to, to Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet for them to take over and run. Uh, and I've heard that his portion of Eldora Speedway is available for the right amount of money. Uh, he's, he seems to be moving in the direction that he is getting out of the ownership business and focusing and slowing down on what he's doing. And that, not only that, his interests are going elsewhere. I mean, with all the, uh, with all the energy he's putting towards drag racing nowadays yeah. and uh, getting his foot in the door there, I mean, he's going to, uh, you know, push his resources and uh, financial backing elsewhere. We've seen, we've seen what uh, his financial backing can do for, for like, uh, for like a track like Eldora or like, you know, like the All Stars. I mean, they were. I mean, the All-Stars were kind of in dire straits uh, before Tony stepped up and helped get the uh, the uh, sponsorships lined up. And, of course, the uh, the, the big uh, streaming partnership with Flow Racing definitely helped out and get the All-Stars back on the uh, – in front of uh, in front of a, a more nationwide I, uh, audience, and now they're yeah. one of the hottest uh, hottest tickets that you could find in the racing series. And hopefully, um, we can see that uh, continue to grow as uh, High Limit takes over their responsibilities. And yeah, I'm I'm eagerly waiting for that schedule to come out. And, but uh, yeah. I think I have to wait till maybe about three or weeks for <laughs> three or four more weeks when PRI comes around. If Junction Motor Speedway is going to have a 2024 season, somebody within this area is going to have to put together an ownership group and, and buy the facility and, and run the racetrack. I don't think we're going to get a saving grace of some, you know, Kyle Larson or Tony if Stewart so, or, 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 you know, I don't know, somebody. Even, I, a, even a special event schedule could be, uh, it, I don't know, it, I don't know if it would be completely out of the, out of the question. I mean, uh, I mean, Deschler is starting to make, is making that work a little bit. I mean, that track yeah. stayed dormant for, Gosh, and almost 15 to 20 years, but uh, last couple of seasons they've been the you know the fair board's gotten behind it and they've uh, really gotten the track back up and they're really opening up. I mean we've had stock car crown races out there, we've had uh, a couple of Malvern Bank Super Late Model shows out there, we've had uh, the 360 Sprint cars out there as well. So even they the uh, special event schedule stuff can work. But if you if you have the proper backing with it, so like I said, it's it's uh, I know it's it's not it doesn't feel the same as a as a weekly event schedule, but hey, it's better than nothing. It absolutely is. So anybody out there with the money, please step up and and run that facility. Definitely, and it's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. We don't want to see it go away. And it's a great facility at that. I mean, there's. A lot, lot of uh, the things that uh, Junction has, and you know, other tracks uh, they don't have, and uh, a lot of fans may take some of that stuff for granted. I mean, granted, I mean that that gift shop was air conditioned. I mean, oh. how how many other tracks have that? How did I not know about that? Yeah, I mean, and you said what was the food? Um, the the food is great, and of course they've had Valentino's pizza, they got Fairberry brand hot dogs, jerkinch, but they also have the uh, the occasional turkey wraps. The, those are always good for the some of the uh, the healthy eaters. Of course, my my personal favorite, the uh, the pretzel bagel with cream cheese in oh the middle. Oh my god, that sounds oh, man, amazing! A, yeah, I mean, sounds I mean, like I'm really missed out on some food game. We're, we're getting a couple knots on the waitresses. Yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> you're definitely missing out on that. She's getting hungry. <laughs> uh, I want to pivot just a little bit. I know another yeah. track that uh, that you've been to quite a few times, and I still have yet to hit up. Uh, Dawson County Raceway, I saw a post from them late uh, Sunday night that just simply said, we are hearing a lot of rumors 
We are in negotiation with the Dawson County Fairground. We hope to have some answers soon. Please feel free to reach out to Bobby. I haven't had the opportunity to reach out to Bobby yet. Uh, uh, same you, here. Have you heard anything about what's uh, – I, 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 I don't hear I don't rumors know, from over that area. I don't know if there's a dispute between the fair board or what or whatnot. I mean, there, there are a couple times – that's another thing that uh, racetracks can come ac- come across. You know, some sometimes these fair boards can get a bit stingy. And, you know, you know yeah. they, like the mo- they like the money that the track brings in, but yet they don't want to have the races themselves. I mean, so you kind of see the problem with that. Yeah. But, I, I, uh, and probably the other big thing is they see the amount of money going out. That too. It, it may yes. be that it's that that it, enough is coming in to, to, that to they're just break money. it to maybe break even or just get yeah. in maybe just barely getting into the black there. But when you look at dirt racing on a, an Excel sheet or a, uh, a profit and loss sheet, uh, there you can easily look at it and say, well, there's got to be ways to save money so that we're making more money. And I think that's where a lot of these fair boards and and these conglomerates of people that come together and run these racetracks. Uh, they just they don't understand that in order to to get that amount of money, you got to put out that amount of money. Yeah, I mean, there's a it's one of the it's one of the oldest sayings in all of racing. If you want to make a million dollars in racing, start with two million. <laughs> I mean, that's so we'll we'll do our best to it, get it, uh, it's it's yeah, true and it, it's it it's one of the oldest lessons, one of the harshest lessons in in this sport. We'll do our best to get uh, but, Bobby but Lincoln yeah, d- and any of the Lincoln family. D- on. Definitely get out there because I, I tell you, the stock cars out there they are just amazing with. Not only that, but the amount of talent they have out there because you get guys like Mike Nichols coming out just about every Sunday night and go out and race out there. And you've got the, uh, the now the newly uh, inducted Hall of Fame driver, David Murray Jr., who's, been, who's out there uh, week in and week out in the stock cars. He's been to victory lane numerous times in the modified out there. And you got a lot of good modified talents out there. I mean, Grabowski uh, occasionally comes out. Uh, I think, although I think we... Depending on how this goes, we may have lost a modified talent out there because uh, I believe at the at the last race of the year, Charles Stryker, a longtime driver from uh, from Eddyville, Nebraska, said he was uh, hanging it up at the oh. end of the season. But, but yeah, Charlie's a great guy. I mean, he's been a great supporter of modified racing, especially around in the uh, around the Plum Creek area. That's where uh, where Dawson County is. But Charles has been a a great supporter of racing in that area as well. Well, hopefully everything turns out okay, and we'll get a 2024 schedule out of Dawson County Raceway here soon. And uh, didn't I see that the uh, Lincoln family got inducted into the Nebraska Auto Racing Hall of Fame? Um, they did not get inducted, but they did receive the uh, the Gordy Shuck Lifetime Achievement Award. That goes to an, an outstanding individual or group of people that have uh, been great supporters of racing. Of course, I remember last year, uh, Push Truck Mike, Mike Peterson, who's oh, been... Oh, well-deserved. Oh, yes. He's won, he's won it. And, of course, uh, for those uh, who are who are uh, longtime fans of the Beatrice Speedway, of course, a few years ago, Women for Racing. That's one of the uh, the uh, fundraiser groups that uh, Beatrice Speedway has. Uh, about three or four years ago, they received that award. And, yeah, this year, uh, the Lincoln family were the uh, recipients awesome. of the Shock Lifetime Achievement Award, and, and, and deservedly so. I mean, they've... They've put their heart and soul into all kinds of racing facilities across the Tri-County area. Of course, honestly, like if it weren't for the Lincoln family, if it weren't for, for Abe Lincoln, we wouldn't have US 30 Speedway. We wouldn't have yeah. Thursday Night Thunder. And not to mention they've all the things they've done for safety in terms of training safety crews and taking safety equipment from all different racetracks. And like I said, stepping up and now doing promotion work at two tracks at not just at columbus yeah. but also at dawson county and keeping that speedway going because uh, that track was also uh in a kind of a crossroads in terms in terms of promotion i mean a couple of 
couple of guys a year there or two years there. It, it would, it's always a tough thing to do, but the kudos to the Lincoln family for stepping up and helping out. Talk about another family that makes it look easy, huh? <laughs> for sure. I want to send a big congratulations out to a good uh, good friend of mine. Yeah, Somebody I, saw I haven't that. got to see in, in quite a while since uh, the closure of I-80 Speedway, but uh, he is my HVAC guy. And uh, speaking of that, I got to get him over to, to get a little tune up on the old furnace. But uh, Pat Eccles, uh, Sunday night, uh, retired from the Ralston County Fire Department. Uh, I guess his son is going to be following in his footsteps, taking over his. His role, but uh, Pat Eccles, a huge, oh, uh, huge figure in the de race. Definitely, I think I, you, we talked about Gordy, the Gordy Shuck Lifetime Achievement Award. I'd say there's another, there's another candidate for you right yeah. there. I mean, Pat was the uh, the lead safety official for IED Speedway for a number of years. Also, uh, help out with the uh, the fire and safety crew at the Kansas Speedway as well. Yeah. Numerous times when uh, when NASCAR rolls into town, I mean, Pat's right there to make sure those drivers are safe and sound if they. If by some chance a, a part goes out and they end up clobbering the wall at 180, 190 miles an hour, he'll be one of the few guys, one of the first guys on the scene to help them out. Yeah, uh, and that's, uh, that's where I got to see Pat was uh, in uh, uh, September down there last year. Uh, well, uh, this year, actually, not last year. I was going to but... say he probably helped out uh, maybe uh, Sammy Smith and Allgaier after they got <laughs> together. But Pat, Pat, a tremendous guy, and uh, one of those guys that I just love satin down sitting down talking with at the end of a night at the at IED Speedway and just uh, having a beer and, and, and chit-chatting for just a few minutes and, and kind of just just shooting the breeze. The, yeah, and the number of times I've gotten to stand by him at, in the winter's circle during our na yeah. during the national anthem. I mean, I always always enjoy those times, and you never that know smile. who. Yeah, that smile. That smile. It's, <laughs> it goes for days. It does. Uh, we just finished uh, tonight finishing up all of the uh, Adams County Speedway Track Champions interviews. And as we did, Adams County Speedway announced their 2024 schedule. Uh, I'm gonna, just going to breeze through it, but you can always go to Adams County Speedway Corning, Iowa on Facebook and look, at, look it over real quick. April 27th is looking like it's going to be practice night. Then on May 4th, they're going to have the Cracker Cold One special. Their Advanced Auto Parts NASCAR Weekly Racing Action. Boy, do I miss saying that. Oh, man. I, you, you and me both, my man. <laughs> I mean, after all the times we've said that at I-80, yeah. and a number of the drivers that run at Corning used to run I-80 and have won features and won championships yeah. out there as well. So definitely best of luck to all those drivers. And uh, definitely tell, tell a friend or tell a family member, uh, even tell a fellow racer, get them out to Corning. That is a fun facility to go to. Yeah. And the racing, depend, no matter what you put out on the on the track, uh, that's, that track delivers in terms of entertainment. I mean, I, I remember getting the call one time to just call a weekly show out of the blue, and that had to be one of the wildest hobby stock races I've ever nice. called. So May 4th to June 8th, they'll do their weekly racing action. They're going to take June 15th off. We were yep. talking with somebody about that. Uh, actually, Brad uh, Derry about that. Yeah, uh, that that uh, they're going to take that weekend off so that their drivers can go and enjoy a uh, NASCAR weekend at Iowa Speedway, uh, which is going to be the uh, June 15th and 16th weekend. Actually, I think that might actually be a triple header weekend. It is. I mean, ARCA is going to be there on yeah. Friday night. And then, yeah, Xfinity Saturday, which would be my birthday. And then Sunday's the cup race. Uh, then June 22nd, another weekly night. And uh, June 29th, uh, you guys with the uh, SLMR East and West Series are going to be in conjunction with the uh, weekly racing action along with the Hempel Memorial in the Underdog 22 race. That's been a fun one. I mean, Justin Zeitner has pretty much laid claim to it on the late model side of things. The Modifieds have been fun. I believe it was, uh, I think, Jesse Dennis who won it this year 
on the modified side of things. But a big, uh, a big uh, thank you goes out to Dre, to the Hample family, everyone involved out there. Of course, the Hample family, their roots run deep at Adams County Speedway. I know John has been, uh, uh, you know, a former late model driver. He's he was inducted into the Adams County Speedway Hall of Fame a few years back. I was there for that for that ceremony. I know Joe Kaziski, I believe, is uh, in the Adams County Speedway Hall of Fame. I I've, I need to check to see if Steve is also in there. I wouldn't be surprised if he was. That day he's probably uh, yeah, is. <laughs> probably more, <laughs> more than likely he is. I'm I I don't know why I don't know if if uh, I don't think Kyle Burke is in yet, but I. That's going to be another one I need to get on there. It's got to be on the list. Yeah. Oh, it's, absolutely. He's on the short list. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, we've got, I think, I believe from what I saw on the schedule, we actually have three Malvern Bank and Holland with Hoker Trucking shows. That includes the West Series Championship in October. Mm. That was that was a fun one this year. So they'll take July 6th off. Then they come back with uh, weekly racing action uh, July 13th, 20th, 27th, including on the 27th, the Ray Houck Memorial, uh, featuring the SLMR West Series August 3rd and August 10th are uh, weekly racing actions along with 17th. And then uh, comes down to Napa Auto Parts Tradition Night Number 1. Oh, I missed it. August 17th was yeah. uh, Malvern Bank 360 Sprint Cars. Yeah, how about that? I mean... I mean, it's been a uh, it's been a few years since wing sprint cars have been at Adams County Speedway, but the, I think they've had 360s and they've had 410 shows out there in the past. Uh, a couple of years ago, they've had a, a couple of uh, maybe uh, a couple of wingless shows here and there. But yeah, I mean that that really took me by surprise uh, seeing the Malvern Bank 360s uh, adding a new track this year, and uh, that'll be fun to see. I mean, I mean, you imagine? I mean, we talked to some of the guys about how fast it is going down the front stretch or the back straightaway in one of these stock cars or modifieds. You imagine a, a 360 sprint oh. car going full bore down into turn yeah. number one. Oh, man. Yeah. They're going to be hauling the mail. Oh, yeah. Two-day show, Friday, Saturday, August 23rd and 24th. They're going to do the Napa Auto Parts Tradition and then uh, Weekly Nights Championship, August 31st. There is a rainout planned September 14th, a rain date for the Tradition and Championship Night. And then a pumpkin dash That's along with the SLMR West Championship October 5th. Yep, I mean, we had a, we had a fun time out there. I mean, Corey Zeitner got his uh, last win of the season that year. Of course, and uh, every driver got to throw a pumpkin off the roof of the car. So <laughs> kind of a messy shot in victory lane. But, hey, I mean, to the victor go to spoils. Right. And uh, that, was a, that was a fun race uh this past season on the uh, Easter on the West Tour, and and I mean, I mean, what better track to hold the uh, the West Series Championship? Now, I mean, it was a little bittersweet this year because this was the first season that IED Speedway was not on the calendar yeah. uh, for the Malvern Bank Series. But hey, we got the ne I think we got the next best track because Malvern is just literally a few miles down the road from Corning. I think there's no better fit, and it's a great home for that track. ACS. Uh, Adams County Speedway, I believe it's raceacs.com, uh, but uh, don't quote me on that because I'm I'm kind of feeling now that I'm going wrong. So I'm trying to pull up my Facebook page, acsspeedway.com for more information on that. But find their Facebook page, and that is their 2024 schedule. Park Jefferson also announced their 2024 race schedule. It's going to kick off April 17th with a test and tune night. And then we're going to do uh, season weekly points nights April 18th through May 30th. The Bill Kirk Memorial featuring compacts, hobby stocks, sport mods, and stock cars is going to be on June 6th. Mm -hmm. Back to weekly racing action uh, for August 1st, 8th, 15th, and 19th, along with the 29th season championship. Excuse me, will be September 12th. 
And then IMCA National Points and Season Championship makeup date. So a rain date will be on September 19th. And then the Iron Cup featuring compacts, hobby stocks, excuse me, sport mods, stock cars, modifieds, and... I believe they said Race Saver Sprint cars. Yeah, Race Saver 305. So they'll, they'll be in attendance those nights too. Yeah. So I guess uh, September 27th, I'm heading to Park Jefferson. I believe they also have the Charlie Clark <laughs> Memorial this year. That's another I-80 Speedway tradition there. I believe they've got that scheduled oh. on there. Oh, I completely... I, yeah. I forgot to pan down, and I totally <laughs> missed a bunch of nights. I was going to say, I, I know they, they took over the promotion of the Charlie Clark Memorial after I-80 closed down, and that'll be a fun weekend as well. I mean, I mean, uh, I actually got to go to Park Jefferson three times this year. I mean, wow. that's probably the most I've been in a season, and uh, I mean, got to go to both nights of the uh, RTI Threads uh, Beam uh, Sport Mod Nationals. That was a whale of a show we had over there uh, with uh, Robbie Tom just narrowly uh, edging out Colby Fett for the win and then the, I mean just before that the modified feature pretty much same result with uh, Chris Mills getting the win so it's I mean Park Jefferson is really coming around in terms of, a, of racing it doesn't look quite as fast but man when you get uh, that pencil thin line if you can hit it just right on the outside I mean you're going to get that massive speed boost and we had a, we had a great Malvern Bank 360 sprint car show out there with Jake Bubach getting the win over Jack Dover I mean it'll be it'll be fun to see and hopefully I know it's I know it's still pretty early, but I hope we get Park Jeff back on the the Malvern Bank 360 schedule. I'm sure there's some tweaking left to be oh, done. Oh yeah, to that. Pl there's plenty of that to go. Parkjeff.com for their uh, their uh, their uh, the schedule and uh, to get uh, updated on all that stuff. Now I must have closed too many of my uh, browsers, but uh, nope, looks like that's all I've got for news. I, now I heard a little bit about some trouble going on at F1. Like, and did I see? I kept getting tagged in some articles that apparently <laughs> uh, somebody from Omaha went was, over there to help yeah, fill I mean, potholes. I didn't I mean, share it because it say, felt so, like a where gimmick. was that? Where was that all winter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was gonna say these. Uh, yeah, I mean, if for those who may not have known, of course, Formula One uh, back in Las Vegas, I think for the first time since the 80s, this was the first time. Wow. And uh, I know the uh, the last race they had there in Vegas didn't quite leave the best taste in everyone's mouth. I mean, I mean, I think that was even the race where, where Nigel Mansell was uh, trying to push his car to the line and ended up fainting from the heat after that. But thankfully, they, they decided to, take, to have this race overnight. But unfortunately... Uh, the first round of practice for Formula One was canceled after only eight minutes because uh, the track was coming apart. There was a manhole cover that was uh, sucked up out of the uh, out of the uh, the road and caused a, a severe safety concern. I mean, those those manhole covers they are not they are not soft. They're you're, what maybe about 60, 50, 60 pounds. Well, and then what I'm talking, I think what you're talking about, you're not talking about the uh, the coin looking piece no. that goes over the top of it. You're talking about the fitting that that coin piece sits inside of that pulled up out of the ground, yeah. right? And imagine it getting chucked out at, yeah. potentially through a catch fence at, at a driver or something. If for those who may not know, these Formula One cars, these are some of the most intricate racing machines you'll see anywhere in the world. They make stupid amounts of downforce and so much, in fact, that they will uh, pull the track up from That's underneath just, them if they're not careful. <laughs> that is just crazy. It, it is insane. It's, a, it's a, one of my, my favorite F1 YouTubers say it's a high-powered cheese grater. 
grader, basically. <laughs> Good land. I mean, that's how, that's how crazy it was. Uh, do you have any news you want to talk about? Oh, uh, I guess one of the things I did see oh. is if this as if the sprint car season wasn't crazy enough, uh, we had yet another driver change. I mean, that has been the main thing for sprint car racing this year. We've seen drivers jump around to from team to team, it, which seems to be on a week to week basis. But uh, we got our first driver switch of uh, 2024. I know it was announced earlier uh, the last couple of weeks that uh, I believe uh, David Gravel and Brock Searfoss, they're both going to run the Outlaw Tour this year. Of course, Brad Sweet is going to go for, for high limit this year. But uh, we'll see where the Vermeer Motorsports team does. That is the uh, black and red 55. Uh, they started the year off with Hunter Schurenberg, good driver out of Sykeston, Missouri. I actually got to watch him win a USAC uh, wingless sprint car show one time. They briefly had Buddy Kofoy in. And that was, that was shortly after the, the high limit race at Eagle. Uh, Buddy left the Indy Racing Parts team uh, to join the Vermeer Motorsports team for a quick second. They finished out the year with Kerry Madsen in the 55 machine. I'm not sure where Kerry's going to go. I know his, uh, I believe his brother Ian retired at the end of this season. Mm -hmm. But now they've got their, uh, I guess, hopefully their main driver for 2024, Chris Windham, is going to drive for them. I know it's uh, nice. been kind of a... Kind of a, a almost a lackluster season on the wing side of things for Chris Windham. Of course, anyone knows uh, Chris, a very standout driver uh, in the wingless side. I believe he's a, a past USAC, uh, I want to say midget and silver crown champion on the uh, United States Auto Club side of things. He's great on the wingless side of things. Uh, I think still trying to get his footing in the uh, 410 wing division, I think. But uh, knowing you know, he comes from the hot the hotbed of sprint car racing in California. So I think... Um, you know, maybe another year or two, I think he'll find his footing just right. And he's got a good team with uh, with Vermeer. I mean, they've put in a lot of good, uh, a lot of good drivers, and they've you know they've been successful on the All Star Tour the last couple of years. And we'll see where that team heads. Well, shocker, we have talked for a while, and we haven't even got to our main topic yeah. of turn number one. <laughs> that seems uh, to happen with is, us. Yeah, it's no surprise. We go for a while. The uh, 17th annual Turkey Chase is uh, going down this weekend at the Lancaster Event Center. I am stoked about this because I have said for years I want to get down there, but every Thanksgiving I'm just I'm so busy with family stuff going on and frying turkeys and all this stuff. Uh, did I hear correctly that it may be televised? Uh, yes, it, we will be. Uh, Dirt Crown TV has stepped yes. up, and they're going to be on board with the uh, with the broadcast of the Turkey Chase. I believe they will be with us. Uh, at the end of December for the Nebraska Cart Shootout as well, but oh, first, nice. but first things first, the Turkey Chase is up there. It, we talked to a couple of the uh, Adams County Speedway champions. They talked about uh, the family atmosphere that that Speedway produces, and definitely I can attest to that. Well, the Turkey Chase is just as much. You're going to see a bunch of great drivers, uh, young and old. They come from all walks of life. Some as young to, as four to five years old, and then we get to as maybe as fifty or sixty year olds in some of the old, uh, some of the senior classes. I mean, they come from all over. We have guys from all over Nebraska, from from Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. We've had some from Minnesota. I mean, what was it? Uh, before we got into sprint car racing, if you know Christopher Trom and that 24T, I mean, he owned some of the uh, the uh, Junior 1 and Junior 2 flat carts at the Turkey Chase for yeah. a number of years before um, making the move to sprint cars. Of course, a couple other guys that you may know, Ryan Jenkins, Devin Peterson, Jacob Hopshine. Of course, they've... They got their starts at Little Sunset Speedway in the cage carts and competed numerous times at the Turkey Chase before. Brianna Fansteel. Yep, Brianna Fansteel as uh, well. And uh, we could literally fill up an entire oh, absolutely. Kale talking about. Of course, one of our buddies who's uh, down in South Carolina, Reese Vaught, former yeah. late model driver. He's uh, 
He's ran with us a couple of times. Another guy who's uh, starting to get into the big cars, Caleb Woodard. Uh, he's he's been quite a hot shoe in Son the of uh, Nick Woodard. I don't believe so. I think it's a different Woodard okay. theme, but nevertheless, he's been uh, he's been a good fit in the uh, flat carts. He's had a lot of success in the cage cart ranks. And then uh, I'm trying to think of another guy. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, guy who's gotten in the sport mods this year, Jacob Krug. I mean, uh, the Krug family has been always been tough contenders oh, over there. Tough. Whenever we uh, head to the Lancaster Event there, Center, Jacob there. I mean, then you got Jordan and. If the Krugs ever check in at Joe's Karting, I I just I don't race. It's, <laughs> it's a no it's a race for second no at that point. point. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it's a race for last. But anyways, uh, let's talk about that 17th annual Turkey Chase. So Absolutely. The big bullet point first off, if you guys want to go over and watch. It will be an entire day of racing. It is. It is just packed I mean, with drivers yep. and, and heat races and prelims and all that stuff. But you are absolutely going to see that's the first bullet point as you will see tomorrow's racers along with mixed in some of today's racers. Because these guys that are racing sport mods and modifieds and stock cars and hobby stocks, sometimes they like to come back and race this turkey yeah, chase I mean, with something my, a little bit Michael easier. Wade, for one, for one, is, uh, you know, Wade has gotten a couple of, he, I think he's had a, an absolute breakout season in the hobby stock ranks. He really turned he, it on I know the year last he's got, year. He had a couple of wins at Eagle. I think he picked up one or two at Columbus and Beatrice. But uh, Michael, you know, he's a regular competitor in the backyard flat cart division as well as the uh, occasionally the, the outlaw division. So those are like the highest engine packages that we have on the uh, flat cart side of things. So you're going to see at least eight or nine different nine different kinds of, uh, or probably even more, because we've got the uh, the, the clone division, which is uh, we've got a couple, we've got about five or six of those classes that run the Maxxis uh, slick tires, and then we've got about uh, from the looks of it, we've got about three or what is it about three different kinds of uh, Hoosier Predators, so a different a different engine package for these flat carts, and then they also have grooved Hoosier tires that uh, they've come out for go-karts. And not to mention, like I mentioned, the Outlaws. Those are highest highest engines and weight limits that they have. And then you got the Backyard Division, which is a little bit toned down from the uh, Outlaws. And then we got the Cage Carts. There's at least um, got about, about eight or nine different Cage Cart classes. We've got a Rookie Division. That's always a fun class to watch. The Rookie Cage Carts has probably some of the best in terms of best quantity in terms of uh, car counts the last couple of years we've had to have double features all three nights wow. in the rookie cage carts the chargers are the charger cage carts are fun to, as well and then you got like the junior ones the junior twos and then you get the the senior classes in there that's where you, you get some of the uh, the experienced drivers get i know uh, occasionally we've had jacob brown in one of them of course we've had <laughs> skip brown a couple of times uh caleb oh woodard God. caleb woodard is uh competed in some of those and then uh, another uh, one, I, one I want to mention for the uh, cage carts, the Predator Carlisle division, uh, Rage Midwest, which is a, a cage cart chassis builder uh, based out of Lincoln. They've stepped up and helped sponsor the, uh, the Predator Carlisle cage division. Awesome. So all throughout that weekend, every heat race and feature winner throughout the Turkey Chase weekend will receive a free tire courtesy of Rage Midwest. So wow. a big thanks to them. And I believe from all of that, I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be nonstop action. Yeah. We we open the doors at 10 a.m. on Friday, and then registration goes on from about noon to 2, and then right when we go to 2.30, we got about hot laps for everyone. Everyone does two rounds of heat races, and then the feature based on your finishes. Is it uh, 
each night, the Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, are they all individual nights, or is it accumulation of? Depending on the, uh, I believe it's going to be separate nights. Okay. Some, cl- well, some of the classes will run all three nights. So, like, like your outlaw and uh, backyard flat carts divi- divisions, uh, they'll run, I believe, all three nights. Um, some of the clone divisions, um, in the adult class, the adult heavyweight clones, uh, Friday will be a practice for them, but then Saturday and Sunday will be their shows. They've okay. got some uh, some good money going their way. And a few of the other classes, like I'm, I'm looking right now, again, these are the clone classes, the adult medium weights. Then you got your junior two heavy and medium weights, your junior one heavyweights. Uh, they're going to be practicing on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday are going to be two shows. So you got some classes running two nights, some running all three. And But nevertheless, come on out for all three nights. It's going to be a great time. I know I'll be on the mic all three nights uh, out there. Hopefully you'll see my mother down in the concession stand. And, uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully hopefully Lady- my... The, by the way, we haven't even mentioned this yet. Yeah. Your smoking hot wife. Yeah. It's yep. official. She finally married you. Yep. Finally. <laughs> we it, it, we, uh, we finally made it through the racing season. I know she couldn't make it to some of the late model tours late in the season because, you know, we were getting the uh, the wedding wrapped up. But, man, it was a beautiful ceremony. Yeah. I mean, perfect weather. Uh, we had people coming from all over. My my aunt, who came up from Florida, bless her heart, uh, helped did the service. It was amazing. And then uh, Joe Kaziski even came up. I mean, oh, he's wow. Get the last night of the World Finals down in Charlotte to, wow. to come join us up there. And we had a number of great people. Uh, Stan Caesar was there. This is the same yeah. guy that dropped his wife off at the hospital to have a baby, and he went to the racetrack. <laughs> he left a racetrack to come to your wedding. That's that's That says something. Come on. And then, yeah, a couple, of my, and a few of my <laughs> announcing colleagues were there, Stan Caesar and Wayne Dake. They both have been uh, very instrumental in uh, helping me become the announcer I am. And, of course, Bobby, Bobby and Janelle Lincoln were there as well. So we had a little bit of everyone there along with uh, uh, Lydia's side of the family, my side of the family. I think we had a great time. I think I think your mom had a little bit too much fun there, but nevertheless. <laughs> it's a wedding. She, it's okay. She, yeah, but she was, she was happy with how good of a mother-in-law she is. I was uh, – I, I, and Sarah and I were just absolutely heartbroken we couldn't make it. It was the but, same night as my but, parents' 50th anniversary. But, hey, we, we made up for it. I mean, the first first day we had as a married couple, we came up to the, the watch so, party. That meant so much to me. Thank you so much for coming to that. I, we thought it was going to be a little too much, but, man, we made it. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys did. All right, anyways, the 17th Annual Turkey Chase going on this weekend at the Lancaster Event Center. Find out more information, 17th Annual Turkey Chase on Facebook. You find them also, you could also, believe it or not, it is still up and running. Check out the Little Sunset Speedway Facebook page. I know that the track is no longer operational after I-80 was closed, but the uh, Facebook page is still going. And and during that race weekend, be sure to look up Little Sunset Speedway on my race pass. That is where you'll find all the lineups, all the timing and scoring, and you can also play along on Fantasy Racing if you have the uh, premium subscription to the My Race Pass, which I implore you do get. I will. That's such an amazing uh, uh, get, and if not, we might need to hound Chris or something. I mean, he's not has doesn't have as much going now that uh, well, his, his tenure a, at Knoxville he's is He's kind up. of a loner anyways, so. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> not if you believe he had, he had a smoking hot girlfriend on his arm yeah. at the Knoxville Raceway <laughs> and, a, and a smoking hot losing bet. I mean, now yeah. all the stuff he's had to do during the game day. So oh, thankfully he's only man. got one more left. Feels so good. <laughs> yeah, it feels so good. All right. Uh, all that's right. going to do it for us in turn number one. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, back in uh, turn number two. Turn number two. Big thanks to Anthony Ainsley for filling in tonight. Uh, Hope Dirk gets better, and hopefully he'll be back on the show next Tuesday. Hang tight. We'll be right back on the front stretch.
Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get too quick to steak and lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. And, boy, those poor guys are a little bit lighter on their high noon uh, watermelons after I got done tonight. Lighter or completely out? Uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> we'll see how many more interviews we have to go tonight. But Are you still uh, taking a bath in these like once a week? Yeah, it helps with the exfoliating. Especially, uh, you have a nice watermelon scent when you get out of the bathtub. Sarah really loves that. Uh, we're talking with uh, uh, Beatrice Speedway track champions tonight down at Quaker Steak and Lou back uh, in October. And uh, uh, unfortunately, this isn't going to play for a little bit, but not too much of an issue there because, uh, uh, well, not a lot happens this time of year after uh, championships have been had and uh, cars have been hung up for the year. We're talking with Trey Dunsing, the uh, modified track champion at uh, Beatrice Speedway. And is the uh, the modified hung up for the year, uh, or uh, you got more races to go yet? Yeah, for the most part. If we get lucky, I don't know. You know, Jordan once in a while will throw a harebrained idea if we need to go somewhere. But the fall's pretty hard for us. We start harvest there, and it just gets pretty packed full and busy. And it's, it's hard yep. for us to – you know, it's, it's easy to slip away for one night, but – when you got to get that car ready to go and and my helps all they're all farmers and everything else too so it take it takes a lot of work to get that thing rolling um jake creek i can call him every once in a while and he'll come over he'll do it it's just he's busy too he's got a real cool thing going for himself there at his welding and fab shop so falls you, pretty tough for us what do you farm what do we yeah we're at cor corn and soybeans mostly okay. row crop my dad and, and brother-in-law mainly do that i'm on the livestock side of things more so we got a small little feedlot out there and i kind of take care of the cattle and the management yeah. of the cattle thing more so than the corn so. and then when it's time to get out get it out of the field it's all hands on deck yeah yeah, yeah. i'm dad and i kind of do most of the harvesting my brother-in-law does a lot of the planting so yeah we sat in the combine here for a couple months and, and try to get it all out it's been a been a mind-blowing oh. year it hasn't been much fun we're so dry down there that it it's been a pretty sucky harvest. It's been no awful. beans, no beans harvesting for me. I seen the dust balls yeah. those combines. Yeah, my eyes are still burning. Away from that. I had to blow heads off and stuff today, and you're just coated in bean dirt oh. and everything else. It gets pretty itchy. Corn don't look near that bad, but them beans, boy, I, no, you, corn you see ain't that, so bad. You see that guy four miles off the interstate over there, and he oh, got yeah. this huge cloud. You think it's a tornado? And it, well, no, you, no, you still get that, that corn chaff. There's like that red 
Right. Whatever yeah, you it get is. that a little bit, but corn's just not as itchy and not yeah. quite as dusty as beans are. They just got so much dirt in them pods and, and all that. And this year we were so dry over there, man, the yields are just terrible in the dry land. There's just nothing out there on the dry land, so – you just kind of feel like you're out there spinning your tires for nothing in, in a sense of it. So, How many acres do you guys farm? Uh, Dad, I think they get, we got around – we're farming pretty close to 3,000, I think. Wow. And then uh, we custom farm quite a bit, do a lot of custom harvesting, take our combines down to Oklahoma in the summer, do some wheat harvest, and then we get them back and do our own stuff. But uh, custom farm about that much more, harvest that much more, and then the cattle and everything keep us pretty busy. we got quite yeah. a few cows this year speculating on some cows and whatnot. So – we got plenty of irons in the fire. We got a small trucking company that they kind of stay on the road and keep them moving along. This is another busy time of year for them, too, doing a lot of Montana and Wyoming, all that West yeah. cattle coming back. Got to so. have a lot of forks in the in the business. This this racing thing's kind of expensive, so you got to kind of have enough irons in the fire to yeah. try to help pay for it or hide yeah. it, whichever way you want to look at it. Trucking yeah. space for the tires. And <laughs> yeah. I, I got the cattle over here for yeah, it's the a good thing uh, I got, oil changes. And, uh, yeah. It's a good thing I got some pretty good truck drivers to keep her on the road. Mm-hmm. So That's a business that's uh, it's getting increasingly difficult to, to make the ends meet, too. So It's pretty salty. I mean, the fuel and the end. I mean, it, people always want to base it off fuel, but it's, it's fuel's not even necessarily our biggest concern anymore. It's insurance and I mean, a freaking Michelin tire, drive tire is over $600, and it's like, yeah. you got to put 18 in there, not 18 drives, but, I mean, there's a lot of Michelin tires on a damn truck and trailer, so it, it gets, it's high. It's I, real high. I used to bust tires, and that was 1980-ish, and I know, like, them, that was back when the steel velvet radials were first hitting, and all the yep. X-ray tires for the steer axle and everything yep. else, and I know those things were expensive. They were yeah. ungodly. It's, it's not fun. It's terrible. That's with everything, though, anymore. You know, I was just talking to Jordan the other day, and, I mean, the shop, just a car shop or Twin Rivers there, I mean, the, the price to get anything worked on is just out of control these days. It's, it's yeah. unreal. No, flat it, repairs it, what like things 30 are, bucks. Yeah, yeah, what things cost. It's tough to – somewhere down the chain, somebody's making a ton of money, but it ain't us. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. Yeah. It doesn't seem that way. I haven't I, figured I, it out quite yet. I got to watch my dad every beginning of the uh, spring season and fall season. He's a uh, – corn and, and soybean farmer too and there you so go. It, i got a little small picture of it we farmed about 800 acres and uh for a couple of years he let me help out and then that got to be too big of a bill and he just said yeah you just stay home yeah <laughs> he, br- he broke he broke a grain bin <laughs> I, I, did. I, I did i've had my my fair share of ass tunes out there yeah, so it's uh and man it's it that's always a fun time but man it's just so grueling because you're literally like it, it uh, luckily my dad had tractors that didn't have lights on it, so we at least farmed sun up daylight. to sundown. Right. When that sun went down far enough, dad's like, "All right, we can't see anymore. We got to go home." Right. And then they put goddamn lights on the things, and they're like, "Well, let's keep going, boys." Yeah, it's it's a lot of hours. That's yeah. for, that's for darn sure. But you got to get it out because you, you got such. It's, if uh, what we got freeze coming this week, right. that if you don't get it out, that's. That's money still sitting in the in the field doing nothing. Well, like he sure. said, there's no money in the field. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just the problem is the insurance company. So once you get the stuff out, yeah. you got to prove everything and all that stuff. But luckily, I mean, things have changed a lot in the last since I've been around. Even in in the last thirty years, you know, I'm 33, I think. And then I just remember an old 4840 and the grain carts of the past. And now we're out there and it, everything oh, just the, tons the, bigger. The technology I mean, is insane right. in these things now. And the and the we're just. The equipment's getting so much bigger, and yeah. the productivity goes so much faster, but it seems like it still adds up. But we can get a lot of stuff done in a day. Yeah. I mean, running a 16-year-old head and, and stuff like that, it's just it's pretty mind-boggling from, like, where my grandpa, say, started when I was a little kid. And 
seeing those kind of things advance. Probably a four-row head or something back it then. Was, I, you know, I don't – I'm six. sure four rows, six rows is a big head back then. Yep. Got a lot of times, yeah. It, uh, all right, we're talking with uh, – excuse me. We're talking with Trey Dunsing, the uh, modified track champion at Beatrice. Got them all that time. <laughs> uh, only an eight-point win, and, boy, those guys behind you – you had some you had some heavy hitters knocking on the door. Yeah, we had a, we had a good year. We had a really good start to the year. Um, the last couple of races kind of started knocking on the door. Had some things happen and that we didn't really want to see happen. Um, went into went into it with a pretty good lead to that last night. Definitely stressed the patience of myself too. As far as that goes, I think turn first lap, turn one, I cut down my right front, and mm. that that makes a guy a little nervous. And we had a little deal on the back stretch about got spun, and you just. It, it came together, but yeah. it, it wasn't quite as clean as the first part of the year, but it, it did. You know, luckily we – Jordan took a night off, so, you know, if, if, if he would have been in there every night, it would have been a little bit different story. Um, he's always hard to, to compete with at that point. It's the yeah. second uh, time we heard that tonight. He took a lot of time off this year. Yeah. What's going on with old uh, 30? Maybe he's growing up. Let's not get crazy. Maybe, maybe he's growing up. Let's maybe, not get crazy. He's got some cute little girls to I take know, care of. I know, and he's, so. he's kind of becoming a big deal at Twin Rivers, too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's bored with national titles. I wouldn't titles. say he's a big deal. He's, yeah, <laughs> I, you're giving him a little too much credit there. I've been in there multiple times. He ain't doing a whole well, lot. Well, you know, the big deals are the always ones sit behind the desk eating the donut. <laughs> yeah, that's always, I like to give Steve as much shit as Jordan about that place. So. <laughs> and let's face it, if you look at Jordan, he doesn't turn on a donut very often. <laughs> I ain't getting into that with him because I'll have to fight with him for however long. <laughs> He's lost a little bit. Of he has lately. lost weight since I, I just, first met him. I'll give him that. Give him a hard time. Give him that. So, do you guys? Uh, how did you get into the dirt racing deal? I've only been. I think this is. This would have been my fourth year. I think is since I've been racing. I just always wanted to try it and do it. And I, uh, Cody Walters was. I was a good buddy with him up there. It'd be like Sean Van Landingham if you remember him. Be his okay. nephew and and his dad on the car or Sean's car and stuff and. Always wanted to get into it. For some reason, I just kind of do things off the seat of my pants a little bit. We just bought that old Sport Mod of Swarthouse that first year, and we didn't have a clue, absolute clue, what we were doing. We just kind of tested it and went a couple, drove it a couple nights. And then I actually ended up meeting up with Jordan, went to Hayes with him, and he kind of talked me into going straight to an A-Mod and went out to Vegas that first year in 18 with him and kind of just talked me into going that A-Mod, and then it kind of just went from there. So. Yeah. That's an expensive operation. How, how – what – did he ply you with some alcohol in order to talk you into an A-Mod, or were you just it, naive? It's, yeah, I don't, I don't know <laughs> how you'd put that. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how you'd put All that. All right, so he talked you into it without telling you the price tag. Well, I think he probably told me, but you've got to learn with him. You just you get bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's ADD. And he's or he's a sales it. guy, too. He knows oh, how yeah. to like, slip things in there. Oh, yeah. And he's like, this car is only $59,999. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's, you're fine. It's great. I keep him on his toes pretty good with, <laughs> mo- with most stuff, though. So. Uh, yeah, do you help him out with his car to kind of learn a little experience, or are you solely on your stuff? Man, it was, I just don't have the knowledge, you know, with, with four or five years. And I grew up farming, not around a racetrack, you know. I never, never even sat in a racing seat till I bought that first sport mod. and. And we got out there and, and kind of got thrown into it, and he helped me with my setup. And, and pretty much, you know, I wouldn't say I helped him necessarily with his cars, but I, I hung out with Josh quite a bit when we put that first car together, kind of learned the basics of what was going on. And, yeah, just being at the track every night, if you start feeling things. Luckily, you know, I've naturally been able to feel the car pretty good underneath me and yeah. be able to, to forward that through to what is doing, and they'd be able to help me. And 
and obviously the first couple of years are tough. You know, it's there was oh. a lot of learning curve, especially in that A mod. <laughs> in so that class, it, it's it was pretty wild. And in Beatrice, you know, that's where pretty much I consider the my home track because that's where we started, and yeah, that's the closest one to me really that races right now. I mean, McCool's racing at that time, but we started over there at Beatrice and. You go out there every night, and you're, there's some heavy hitters. Every every single night you go to that track, it's hard to beat them guys. I mean, you look at the national championships running around there, and, yeah. well, and you it's can, pretty wild. That In that class, you can look like a hack real quick. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you're, you may be just a little bit off from what those guys are doing, but you're a second and a half behind oh, yeah. every lap. Like, it's, the, it's insane. Yeah, when I first did that, I, I still remember in Swarthout, I stopped the gun shop there the other day and was talking to him shooting the shit a little bit and he said it a couple times now to me and i always remembered that he said you know sport mod when you make a little bit of a mistake you might lose a half car length or you, you bobble a little bit and you might lose a car length he said yeah. them a mods said you bobble a little bit and there's three cars passing you yeah, yeah. he said it's just that much more quicker and re- responsive in that sense but and i'm not taking anything away from that sport mod class that thing's getting pretty salty too yeah so. it is it is and they're they're there's a lot of competitors in there. I think the big difference between those is that top five in sport mod is really tough. Yep. Top 10 to top 12 in a modified is really tough. Right. And, that, and that's where it's just so much more depth that right. you're all racing together so closely. And, and like you said, if you slip up on the exit of the corner and lose a little bit of momentum, you're going to get freight trained. Right. You learn some hard lessons pretty fast, and I've been taught quite a few of them. Uh, my favorite thing about watching these uh, modifieds, and, uh, you know, I've, I've – it's probably a little bit different watching them Saturday night at Eagle, but God, these guys are up on the wheel. And I mean, it, right. it, my favorite saying that I've came up with is I used to watch, um, you know, not used to watch, but like Bob Zobeck, when there was a start to beginning of the race or a restart, he drove that car going into turn one like the guy in front of it just kicked his dog. Right. And he's not out to wreck you, but he's definitely not going to cut you any slack. Right. And there's... You know, I've seen Johnny Sadoff do it and, and, uh, and, and Jordan Grabowski. I mean, he's the reason why Jordan is so good is because he is so good on those restarts that he could be so much slower of a car for the rest of the race, but you give him one shot yep. at a restart, and he blows by you and makes you look like a joke. Right. Yeah, he's, he's super smart. I've learned a lot just following Jordan and, and getting passed by him on very unopportune times for myself <laughs> and learning – I mean, fall nationals last year, I think I led both nights of that thing for most of the race. And I learned some, uh, I think the second night is, took some rubber. And I knew Jordan was behind me. I could see it up on the board. And I knew how he starts his races. And I said, I can't let him go to the bottom because I'm going to be screwed. Yeah. Well, just, I just didn't have the, the years of experience and seat time to know that I got off the rubber and blocked him down. And, of course, he just see you. Yeah, like, he went, yeah. He just laughed. At, we, I just had to laugh and laughed at him at the end of the race. Like, you're, you know. Him and I go around and around and around. And that's so. got to be a tough one to swallow because you're seeing a win a couple of laps away. Yeah. And I, then he just goes. Right, but it all comes. I mean, that, that dude's put, you know, he's been in a race car for 20-something years. You know, I don't know what it, yeah. exactly when he started. I know he was young, but that's all he's done. I mean, he's, that's well, all he's done. Well, and helping on race so, cars, yeah. crewing. I think he, uh, Johnny, Johnny yeah. Sadoff was telling me stories of that they had to get permission from his parents to be able to go into the pits with Johnny when, when Johnny was racing, and, and he was that young. He was like 12, 13 years old, running around with Johnny Sadoff, yep. learning from the best. Yep. I mean, literally learning from the best. Right. Uh, all right, where, how did you run everywhere else other than Beatrice, or we, did you get a chance to? We got a little, We didn't get to go as many places as we usually do. Um, we were in Trimacool. They kind of went down, uh, I think, like the third week. They stopped running modifieds. 
Um, but we just – I'm getting so busy on my other ends of the fire, just trying to focus a little bit on there. So we made it to Beatrice every week. Um, we did a little bit. I think we went up to free what, – I'm not sure where all we went this year. It, we didn't hit up as near as – like we have, I should say yeah. that. We didn't get our big trip. You usually go to Wisconsin every year. We didn't get, we didn't get that in, but – not as much as we like to. I, I ran consistent everywhere I went, yeah. but, you know, no no real big ones. Any big races left this year that you want to try to hit? She, I, think, I think we talked about that at the beginning of the interview, didn't we? Yeah, she's pretty well over for this year. I mean, I, I don't think there really is for me. And, and Things are slowing down a little bit, so we might get a harebrained idea, but most of that stuff's kind of falling apart. We, the no. first couple of years, we you go down to Hayes, and, and I'd like to have gone up to Park Jeff, but we were just getting done harvesting yeah. and wanting to get it wrapped up. So No dirt in the dome? Did no, you get invited? I, I didn't. No, I, I, I haven't really tried to push too hard for that. I'd like to maybe one of these years get something going. I'm trying to expand our feed yard down at home and get that going, so I don't know what that's going to see for my, my race in future or how that's going to slow down. i got the stock car and stuff next year, and we'll see what happens. But well, that was going to be my next question is you've been a couple of years in the modified, so it's time to get a stock car, right? I've had one a couple times, and it just hasn't worked out. But we got there's – there's one setting up in Jordan Shop right now. So we're going to get in that thing next year and, and see what we can do with that dirt crown deal a little bit. Good deal. Double duty? What, uh, or just stock car? We'll double duty when we can. I mean, I'm, a, I'm the modified guy. I've been in them stock cars. They're fun and everything, but I just – that modified's where it's at for yeah. me. So when we can, we'll take them. When we got to help, you just got to realize that you take both them damn cars there, you got to have six guys. You know, if you're going to do it right and anything gets beat up, you got to have a lot of, a lot of hands know. on deck for that thing. It's, yeah. just, it's just a ton of work. Is the modified your crescendo? Is that your apex? Are you – would you go race anything else if you had the the funding and the time to be able to do it? Oh yeah, I, be, I mean you'd try anything. You know, I, I think it'd be awesome. Hold on, hold on. Dirk is he a late model or a sprint car guy? Well, he's a mod guy, so he's probably a sprint car guy. I was gonna say late model. I grew up watching midgets and so I, I graduated from Belleville. Here so we go. midgets again. <laughs> so went down there and watched him. That's all I ever seen growing up. Dad watching, you know, was always talking about it. it got kind of bland for me when i got to the age to watch a lot of it because it's just toyota came around and then big dogs came and just started eating everything up but dad like he was there the night gordon beat the wall down in 90 to to win that thing and, and we watched some really cool racing down there until things kind of just got out of hand they couldn't keep the numbers up but i don't I, i'd like to maybe jump in one of them if i had the opportunity but not not saying i'm scared but then flipping it's a it's a death machine yeah. in a sense and that's uh Spencer based and he was just down at my uh, my bar there the other day in Byron. He dates a gal from a family friend or whatever from Belleville and got to bullshit with him about it. And that, it, it's pretty cool to see him and, and talk to him. He's a pretty cool guy. So yeah. I, di- I didn't really go into it too much. Don't want to beat him up. He gets probably t- a little tired talking about racing all the time. All right. So <laughs> there's a guy that I could probably hook up with named Tommy Denton. Yeah. He knows a couple of midgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, then he, then he likes to, and, and on top of knowing these midgets, he also knows a couple of sprint car drivers. So yeah. he might be able to hook you up. Man, I don't know if I really need to get in one of them all that bad. It's, listen, it's when I found out. Go ahead out, and get in the sprint car with a wing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. When I found out that that drive shaft goes right between your legs, I was right. like, well, that's it. I'm never. Not that if I ever had the opportunity, I'm. If I ever had the opportunity to race a sprint car, that's not happening. I wouldn't mind trying just to see the difference. I. It was pretty funny when Jordan got that sprint was racing at that yeah. year up there at Eagle with uh, Golian and stuff, and we put Golian in a in one of the modifieds there at Columbus. We were hot lapping and trying stuff, and it, it the, the sprint guard guy kind of figured out what being up on the bar is all about Did and the how, how weird the modifieds are, and when they you know how technical yeah. they are compared to 
say a sprint car, but I can't say nothing because I don't know what a sprint car is like to drive. But I, from what I've understood of people that have done both, that the, the sprint cars aren't quite as technical of a car to, to keep going around. But. Well, they're, they're technical, but they're a torsion bar. Right. So the adjustments, it doesn't have near the adjustability that sprint cars got. You get in that four bar deal and it's about mm. 17,000 holes. And <laughs> oh, I think you missed a few zeros. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Well, it, it seems to, to me, and again, this is a guy who's never raced a sprint car before, but I would think the toughest never thing is. Never raced what? Well, anything? I'm, I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I've thought raced, you meant anything. I've raced Tesla before. <laughs> and I, I won that a couple of times. But, anyways. Um, it, it feels to me like the hardest thing with the sprint car is just is to have that trust. And maybe right. that maybe to put it in equalizer like that, say the hardest thing is, but to have that trust that you're going to go into the corner, the car is going to stick, and you're going to make it out of the other end. Right. And if you talk to them, guys, I mean, most of them, from what I've understood, especially a midget, they say the harder you – you've got to drive them things as hard as you can. Yeah. Because they handle the best the harder you drive them. Any, any race car does. And that, that would be such a weird deal for, say, me is that – I feel like I've done better on like a dry slick racetrack on a modified, just being smooth and using your head and, be, and being smooth with it. Well, that's kind of the the flip flop where you need to be in a midget. You can't just go in there and you know pedal it around. But I've never been in one, so I have no absolutely no idea. Maybe someday. I, I'd try it. We'll pull the right strings and maybe we can get mm-hmm. you a hot lap some night. That'd be fun. We'll see what happens. Dirk, can you make that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get on that tomorrow morning. We'll call Ben. Ben Shelton knows how to, where to find midgets. Yeah. The only one I know is Rico. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're going to have to listen to a different interview because there's a whole backstory to this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Rico's girlfriend's from Lincoln, so what yeah, the heck? Well, yeah, well, she's, yeah, and, you know, he's kind of a big deal these days. I mean, he, he we got to meet him a couple of times. A little he's big salty. deal. He's like, well, the times I got to meet him, he definitely, like, he's like, this, I'm going to keep an extra eye on this guy. Right. He's a little, I have a little thing with midgets. Yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't say a little thing. <laughs> it's, it's definitely under the, under the label of kink. Right. Oh, <laughs> it's. You got it. They just fascinate me. I That's understand. All. And I, you know, anyways, we'll, we'll move on. He's a wheel man, though. And he's, dude, he is, he's amazing. It's, it, I, I wish he would have had, a, and being a NASCAR guy, I wish he would have had a little more success up in NASCAR, but it's such a tough thing to do. But I'm glad he's down here uh, getting the recognition and, and winning in the dirt, in dirt track. And, right. and, you know, he's, he's doing a great job in the high limit series and, and everything he's racing. I wish he would have got a little more chance. He got the one season mm-hmm. in, in a truck, and that was all he got. He should have yeah. uh, got more time. Who do you race for? Um, Thor Motors. Thor, Thor That's right. That's right. Was a yeah, teammate the, to Matt Crafton. I think once the Safe Light deal kind of went away, his his uh, his thing evaporated. But all right, uh, let's thank some of those great sponsors uh, that helped the Three Machine win this track championship. Cool. Uh, first on the list, Aurora Cooperative. I got Jordan Grabowski Racing, obviously. Joey Hergit at Hergit Farms. Honiels Black Cemetals and Brock Honiel. Um, Denny Fuller up there at CPD Racing Shocks. Chad Smith Smith Racing Carbs. Um, VP Race Fuels of Heartland, Hometown Lumber, Belleville, Kansas, Brazi Farms, Jason Brazi, Andy Els at Pioneer, Cortiva Seed, Greg Brazon at Decalb Seed, uh, Tim Eitzman, Stray Dog Firearms, Corey Eitzman Trucking, Justin Stallman at Stolly Supplies, Kim Eggers at Chemo Motorsports, Jamin Harms, Big Iron, Hills Guides and Outfitters, and Winsky Ren- Winsky Repair. Oh, man, I almost so. gave him credit. Didn't mess up any of them. Yeah. He went and through all those last names and no problems. And a bunch of family yeah, and you know, friends. Yeah. The and biggest thing, I, and even at, like, track championship, I wanted to think, and you get 
you know, you get wound up because you just won, so it's hard to, to remember everything you really wanted to say at yeah. that point. You don't really prepare yourself for that. But the, the biggest thing that's my deal is to help. I mean, it, it's just a, with as many irons in the fire as you got and the, the day job and everything yeah. else, it takes a lot and a lot of people to, to help out with that. And, and I shouldn't say a lot of people. It takes a few people to do a lot. Yeah. And, and Dad and them guys being able to step up when I want to go racing and, and cover my ass a little bit, you know, it's – it's huge the people you surround yourself with, and this racing thing's all about that. If you want to, especially like a track champ, if you want to be there every week, you got to put your time in. Absolutely. You got to put the time in during the week. Right. Got to have everything ready. Trey Dunsing. Married? Nope. Not yet. Dayton? Dayton. Dayton. Getting serious? I will see. I'm yeah. still in the training process. So. Are you a karaoke <laughs> guy? Mm-mm. Seems like I'd find you in a karaoke bar one Friday night. It uh, it take a while. I mean, yeah. I like to have some fun, but okay. it, it it take a few. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but yeah. it, it it take a few. You gotta just listen into your voice. You got a little Alan Jackson kind of Aaron Tippin thing going yeah. on. Yeah. So I could. Oh, I belt it. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, do we talk about next year? You got plans for next year? I just got that stock that stock car coming. Um, like I said, we're trying to get uh, feed yard expansion. We're kind of waiting on that, see kind of what that's going to do here and where that's going to go. But next year we're probably looking kind of the same thing a little bit. We got the stock car going and, and the, obviously the modified. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, yeah. I know the dirt crown things kind of keep catching wind. We'll hopefully be there weekly at Beatrice. It just all everybody's every year. It's hard to say because your life just keeps changing. Oh, you know, yeah. And, and, keep on getting opportunities and vice versa so well and a lot of your schedule is dependent on the weather right is it going to rain this week right are we in the field right did it frost late frost or if we get a race we didn't race quite a bit there at beatrice the first part of the year we, yeah. we had quite a few nights cancel out there a little bit but for some reason it uh stayed over there and we didn't get it over at home but that's tough to watch too yeah it's i always that dad always calls me every once in a while he's like hey, it's getting rain up there and i said yeah concrete was looking awful dry good thing we got some rain yeah it's po- says, I mean, well, we didn't get anything down here. It's live, <laughs> but we just, just keep on going, I guess. That's right. But. That's right. All right, man. Thanks a lot for the time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. That's going to do it for us today. Big thanks uh, to everybody coming out to Quaker Steak and Lube and enjoying the sights, sounds, and the smells. And big thanks to Trey Dunsing, your modified track champion at Beatrice Speedway, for joining us and hanging out with us for a little bit. That's going to do it for us today. Dirk and I will be back next week with another edition of The Front Stretch.